Hello. Good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for joining in today on the digital marketing video and podcast series where we talk about digital strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today is going to be part three, the final part in what we started last week in a series called The Social Web Effect of 2020, gleaning insight from the Russian Facebook campaigns of 2016. So real quick recap, for those of you who may have missed last week's uh, episode one and two, Really, this, this, this whole campaign, as reported by the House Intelligence Committee, Committee of Congress of the United States of America, uh, reported that during an 18-month period from 2015 to 2017, the Russian government, through the Kremlin, essentially launched an entire campaign through a company known as the IRA, or the Internet Research Agency, and during that time, uh, deployed over 3,500 Facebook ads, launched over 470 uh, Facebook page accounts, fake accounts, uh, over 80,000 organic posts on Facebook, uh, and purchased those ads with a budget of roughly $100,000 with the sole purpose to sow discord amongst America through inflaming passions on a range of divisive issues. I mean, they were really attacking all the different components or, or you know, subject matter topics of the candidates that were running for the U.S. election and, and really wanting to divide the country. That was their ultimate goal. So, we talked about in the first episode that, you know, with the information that was released by the House Intelligence Committee, we now have nearly nine gigabytes of screen captures of content, uh, not only what, what, what were the visuals, what were some of the, you know, texts that, that were included in the ad, what were some of the targeting um, measurements and in variables, whether it was demographics or, uh, you know, whether it was social graphics, uh, geographics, uh, that, that's the information that's included in the report. And you can go back and visit um, our website at rboa.com forward slash blog uh, and, and pick one of the uh, social web effect of 2020 blog posts where we have links to those articles and information for you to see. But what we really found was that essentially, you know, we can take this uh, and look at it as a playbook. If we flip it uh, almost upside down, you know, and rather than using this as a playbook for malicious intent, what we could, what, what, what could businesses learn from these strategies and then and deploy them in an authentic and honest and straightforward way. And I think there is some real insight. So just to recap, number one um, is, you know, we talked about in day one is make sure you understand what matters most to your audience, right? Really understand that. And for sure, you know, the Russians really understood what was important to Americans and they really, really hammered against it. 
Um, and then producing the volume of content with ads. I mean, we've talked about that in length on the show. So uh, we know what we're talking about there when we're, we're creating multiple pieces of creative uh, against very specific topic matters that are of importance to your target audience. Uh, and then make sure that you're leveraging retargeting so that you can sort of move with your clients or prospects through the uh, decision tree as they're thinking about moving from awareness into consideration and then finally into conversion. Uh, in part two, we talked about understanding their passions and, and really personalizing it. We talked about localizing your content creative. So very specifically mentioning the city um, or the town or very specifics about um, you know, the content that you put together because when you present that material in a contextual and localized uh, framework, that really has a chance to hammer home with your target audience. Number three, obviously, uh, on, on day two, when we talked about the interest-based, where they really uh, observed online behaviors and targeted those uh, with very specific content for topics or industries or age-specific programming. Uh, we mentioned about BuzzFeed and why they included that. Um, and then the use of exclusions, I thought, uh, was also an interesting play that we talked about um, for day two. So in day three, what we're going to talk about is really three things again. And one of the, the things that we haven't talked about, which was a huge deal, was the the use of and, and the practice of deception by false amplifiers. This is the exact wording used, um, especially with Facebook. Uh, as well as the House Intelligence Committee. So basically, uh, what is false amplifiers? Well, basically, it was fake accounts created on Facebook to um, perpetuate and to incite more and more activities. That and, and they were, trust me, I mean, it's almost like, like, you know, spies, you know, on Facebook who had whole backstories and photos, like they created these whole personas um, who were very interested in pro, you know, topic A or topic B or what have you, um, you know. And so, you know, that was really part of the strategic plan was to use these false amplifiers to sort of help get behind the ad buy and sort of push the viral component by, you know, commenting and sharing and liking, you know, so that it looked like the ad was really getting traction. Now, if we flip that upside down, what we've talked about in the marketing funnel, which this is completely a, let's call it a white hat practice, if you will, the good guys use this, is to really think about and identify and empower your brand ambassadors. So as we talk about that funnel where we talk about, you know, people go from awareness into consideration, into conversion, and then loyalty, and then lastly, um, as an ambassador or an advocate for your brand, that's what we're really talking about. They created these fake um, amplifiers or ambassadors. Well, on the flip side, you have real ambassadors, people who love your product, love your service. And, you know, for companies who can put together a ambassador 
um, program where you basically empower, not only identify, but also empower, um, you know, your brand ambassadors to speak on your behalf uh, to help perpetuate brand awareness for the good work and, and the great products that your brand offers. This is the exact tactic of the strategy, um, you know, that that was observed in that Russian uh, campaign of 20, 2016. So and again, the idea here was that they were trying to comment and share. Now, it's also mentioned that usually in, in this in the political world, um, there are incentives for these false uh, false amplifiers to take action. Now, again, if we deploy a authentic and and you know um, you know more uh, you know a positive take on this strategy is you can build an ambassador program and provide incentives. You know, maybe you give them you know a free dinner or you give them you know free swag for promoting you know the latest piece of content that you have. Um, you know. That really is a, a very, um, you know, there's a, a great reward in that for your ambassadors as well as for your brand. And it can be a really wise use of your ad budget to incentivize and create a program where there's a, a monetary value for your ambassadors to do the work. Um, number two is they had a identified coordination of these um false amplifiers and, and the coordination had to do with timing and content. So they were specifically fed specific content and given specific times when that content was to be released. Um, and this was more organic or they would let them know, hey, this ad's going to run. You know, uh, this is where it's going to be. You need to go to this page and be able to share it. Um, and so the coordination of, of that was, a, 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 again, a very successful tactic. Now, again, let's flip that. We want to, again, empower your brand ambassadors to be able to have um, insights, almost exclusive content, because that gives them a real sense of a VIP for your brand. So if you can put together, again, sort of that ambassador program where, you're providing them with exclusive first look, um, you know, content, whether it's a new product or a new service or, you know, just news that's coming out. Um, that's a great way to, um, again, build in momentum, uh, you know, your brand ambassadors so that they can be positive amplifiers, right? Help spread that viral spread of what the content that you're putting out. So again, they were trying to assemble and attract other like-minded individuals, um, you know, through this sort of Russian campaign of, of discord, flip that to your business and, and you want to attract like-minded people who want to buy your products or services, which is why you want to use and, and create an ambassador program for People who have purchased, you know, maybe they've purchased multiple times, they've renewed multiple times. You know, these are really people who love your brand and love what you represent. Um, and so when they go out on the offensive and start sharing and talking about their experience and how much they love it, 
you know, what are they going to do? They're going to attract people like them who are looking for the similar product or service, right? And again, that is a very successful strategy, which really at the end of the day, what we're talking about is influencer marketing. I do think it's interesting that Facebook came out with um, essentially a influencer marketplace where you can specifically go and, you know, look at people with 500 or, or a million plus followers, you know, whether that's on, you know, Facebook or other platforms, but specifically Facebook has this area that you can go to. And it's almost like, you know, putting out, uh, you know, uh, you know, a contract to say, hey, I'm looking for someone who has interest in, you know, golfing or hospitality or whatever your brand represents. And you say, this is what we're looking for. Here's the content. Here's our budget if you're interested. And so essentially, it's instead of the, you know, one to one, you have this opportunity to go one to many with these influencers who have a following um, and then they can pick and choose. Oh, like, yeah, I, you know, I can totally get behind a product or service that represents that. Um, so that is a program through Facebook. If you want to learn more about that, uh, just do a quick Google search for Facebook collab manager. You'll find some interesting information on there. Guys, I hope this uh, series has been enlightening uh, for you as it has been for us, as we've kind of gone through and dissected uh, the, the Russian Facebook ad campaign uh, between 2015 and 2017. You know, I'm, I'm, I applaud Facebook for, you know, their efforts to crack down on fake news, fake accounts, um, you know, false amplifiers. Um, you know, I recently came across something where they were had had identified over 30,000 fake malicious uh, uh, accounts uh, amongst France, uh, users in France uh, and shut those accounts down. So I think that um, they're, they're definitely on the right track. I think their efforts to certify and verify advertisers who are looking to um, you know, put out advertisements around national issues and or political issues is definitely a step in the right direction to, uh, to help promote uh, accountability for their ad platform. And again, by in no means or, or fashion do, do I or the company that I represent um, agree in any way with the objective of what the Russians were doing in 2016. But I do think there's value in looking at the playbook and, and why did they deploy those things, um, you know, and, and how might you learn from that, glean insight from those tactics and strategies, but in a positive and, and more, you know, a professional way and not trying to be deceptive uh, or divisive with, with your content. So I think brands can learn from the mistakes uh, of others. So I, I think that's something to learn from. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for joining in. I hope you have a great week. We look forward to checking in tomorrow.